Hey guys, it's Sammy. And it's Juliet. Welcome, Welcome to, to BFB. BFB. Hello, everyone. We are back. So, I'm pretty sure with our Keeper episodes, I don't know, I haven't, like, discussed this with Sammy yet. Maybe we should just release them, like, all in a week. Yeah, we'll probably release them, like, quickly, because if not, y'all will be only seeing Keeper. If you haven't read them, that's, like, uh, all of them. But y'all would only be seeing Keeper to, like, November. Yeah. So, I think we're gonna, like, release them maybe a certain week in October. Like, all a certain week in October, like, one day at a time. Keeper week. Yeah, because in between that, we have a bunch of, like, other episodes so. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So. so, as you have seen from the title, today we're doing Exile and Everblaze. So, so, we don't know if this episode is going to be longer, shorter, probably longer, but we're going to dive deep into the books, mostly Everblaze because Exile isn't our favorite, so we're kind of fuzzy on stuff from there. So we yeah, put, we're like, wait, what happens in that book again? Yeah. Like, so we just put down like all the important things, information. Yeah. So I guess we can get started with like a somewhat run through of Exile, as much as we can remember. Um, basically, the book starts out and they're in the woods, and. Sophie and Dex and Grady and Sandor are all in the woods and they're looking for Bigfoot. So they Sophie actually starts to pick up thoughts of another animal. She's like, hmm, that's weird. What is <laughs> What? I what is this? She was like, what is this? Yeah, oh yeah, I thought you were asking me and I was like what? We're doing a run-through of Exile, Sammy. <laughs> um, anyways, so they follow it, and they actually find out that it is a female alicorn. Now, Sammy, do you want to kind of explain what an alicorn is? An al- Okay, an alicorn is pretty much like, I call it a pegasus that can teleport. Mm-hmm. That's what it is. It's yeah. a pegasus that can teleport with a horn, because sometimes pegasus don't actually have horns. Oh, true. Okay, so, there you go. Let's see what, uh, just for fun, let's see what Google says an alicorn is. I feel like Google is not gonna... Well, it actually has a definition. Okay, so the definition of alicorn is actually the horn of a unicorn. Huh, I never knew that. So, it's also called a a winged unicorn or flying unicorn is a fictional like animal typically portrayed as a horse with wings like Pegasus and the horn of a unicorn. Some literature and media has been referred to as an alicorn, a Latin word for the horn of a unicorn, especially um in fictional texts. Whereas a pigacorn, which that's kind of interesting, but okay. Okay, so there you go. That's Google's definition. Well, Wikipedia's, but. Okay. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, so you can continue. All right, so basically after they find that, they, like, call the council and they're like, guys, guys, we found a female alicorn because... And they are... They try to preserve all of the ant, like every animal, and they've not been able to find an alicorn like, for a long time. For a long time. So the only one that they have is a uh, male, a male Alec. named Grayfell. So I think you can take it from there, Sammy. Oh, seriously? <laughs> okay. So pretty much, yeah. Like you said, they need. They, they want to have all the animals. They try to make animals, they put them in the sanctuary. And they try to make them vegetarian, which I think is wrong. Yeah, that's, if they are if they were made to be um, carnivores, then let them be carnivores or omnivores. But, not the point. So, yeah, um, they find Sylvanie. What happens next? Uh, so basically, they call the council, and the council comes over, and they want Sophie to like try and fly it. Um, why? Why would? Why would? Yes, put the thirteen-year-old on the flying horse. Honestly, what? like, bro, you can't do that. And then, um, Kenrick and Orly were like, "Oh no." Yeah, it, it's a, it was a mess. I don't know whose idea that was. Probably Bronte's. But it was, it, yeah, it was Bronte's. Yep, see, he has awful ideas sometimes. And Herrick's. I don't know. But either way, they put her on the thing. The, the alicorn. <laughs> the thing. Wow. They put her on so many, and it doesn't end very well. No. She ends up landing in sparkly poop. Yep, because alicorns a sparkly poop. I and I never thought I'd be saying that on this podcast. <laughs> yeah. But I guess I'll take it from there. Yeah. So basically she starts to get a bunch of notes from... Have they discovered what it is now, the black swan? Yeah. I think they know it's the black swan. Yeah. yeah. So she keeps getting a bunch of these notes from the black swan and they're like all poems and fun stuff like that and she's like I need to find who these people are and that's basically the first three books so yeah after that they find that like they want to do like they need to figure out what's going on in Fenton's mind because he's the one it's one of the people who kidnapped Sophie so they're like okay we need to figure this out and if he doesn't confess then we're gonna have to send them to exile. Hence the name of the book. Yeah, it's like hence the name. So. so after that, um, Sophie and Alden go into exile to like find a bunch of weird and creepy people, and Alden is like, Sophie, listen, don't look at Prentice. No matter. What? You just called him. You just, oh yeah, Prentice. Okay. Yeah, Prentice. Huh? You're switching their names. No, I'm not. Oh yeah, Prentice first. Okay, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> Sam. I'm not. Anyways, um, 
he said, don't look at Prentice, don't look at Finton, don't look at nope. anyone, because it's all just, like, too much. And she was like, okay, okay. Well, knowing well, Sophie... Well, if only he had listened to himself. Yeah. So, first of all, Sophie looks at Prentice and Finton. Okay. So, you know, you already go wrong there. And Alden already feels super guilty about Prentice because he, yeah, he had to do the mind break on Prentice and they were like good friends and mind breaks are kind of dark things. Yeah. They're not exactly like the happiest thing. You're pretty much shattering their sanity. Yeah. Yay. Yeah. So Sophie decides to enter Prentice's mind, and she gets, like, lost in it, but, um, Alden, like, gets, he breaks, his sanity shatters, because he's so guilty about it, so, (laughs) how do we feel about that, Sammy? Not, not good, because, Yeah. yeah. Like, uh, why are you asking how I feel about that? Like, I'm not going to say it's all sunshine and roses. I know, but that's one of the things we have on our plan. Oh. Okay, um, Alden, let's see. It probably wasn't the best idea to, to like, another question is why did they take the 13-year-old again? I know, right? Like, Oh, yes, that's like saying take Juliet into a dark and mysterious cave with a grown man and tell them to, like, bring, like, memories from this guy's brain. There's no reason to worry. There's no reason to worry. At all. Yeah, and then, of course, yeah. There's a reason to worry. (laughs) Yeah, there's a reason to worry. So, <laughs> Sammy, you um, can take it from after that. Obviously, nobody's happy that Alden's mind shatters because he's not. His mind was not supposed to shatter, you know. Obviously, saying that. <laughs> really? <laughs> they can't really wait. His mind didn't shatter right there. No, but it was like breaking. Yeah, it was slowly breaking. So they pretty much go to, you know, school. It's the end of the school. Um, it's the end of school party, pretty much. <laughs> and they're all standing there, and pretty much just talking. And all of a sudden... Well, no, they were at a light show. It was, yeah. It was during, okay, during the light show. All of a sudden, his mind just shatters. Like, out like, of nowhere. Out of absolutely nowhere. He not, oh, suddenly, he's just on the ground. Not okay. So, of course, Grady um, and Adeline are panicking. Everybody's panicking. And Sophie feels guilty because she feels like she should have been able to save him. Although, she's the 13-year-old that they sent in the dark building. Yeah, in the, in the <laughs> dark building, bro. And it's... It's underground, isn't it? it? It's in the middle of the earth. 
There you go. I knew it. Okay. So they sent, she's a 13 year old they sent into the middle of the earth. Um, it's a scary prison for insane people. So, <laughs> um, yeah. And then, of course, different people handle with grief differently. So, Della decides that she wants to show insane Alden every family picture. I just remember that. Like, he would just be like, the picture of matching is just, oh my. Him unconscious, like, you know, whatever. And she's like, bringing up pictures of him. <laughs> a family picture. Okay. And she was also um, like, constantly singing. Sorry, the recording cut out. So, Sammy, if you could rephrase what you said. Okay, well, pretty much Della, did it get the part where... Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Okay, so Della was going a little bit cuckoo. Um, I mean, if my husband was dead, I would too. I mean, yeah, I would too. Okay, how did Bianca deal with it? Um, I think she was kind of just very quiet and, like, stood by Fitz all the time. Yeah, and Fitz... That's when we learned he had some great anger issues. <laughs> so, pretty much she blames Sophie. Which, like, poor Sophie. She does, She's, like, like, blaming herself. She's already blaming herself. And from, like, her friend. She obviously is going to be, like, if my friend's blaming me, then that's be true. Her she crush. Her it. crush. Yeah, like, I was about to say, she still has a crush on Fitz. So, that happens. Um, Omar is, like, nowhere to be seen for most of this. Great son. And, yeah. Juliet, you want to pick it up? Okay, so. After that. Yeah, Fitz gets mad. Blah, blah, blah. There's nothing really that happens, like, in between there. It's kind of all just like, oh. Blah, blah, blah. Let's blah. Blah, blah, blah. Like. Everyone's mad at Sophie. Like, nothing good. And then they decide they're going to send... The well, the Black Swan decides they're going to send a letter to Sophie. And be like, meet us here. In exile. So, Keith goes with her. And, um... They go to exile. So, basically, they're pretty sure Sophie's, like, powers are broken. Because she gets headaches all the time, like, every time she, like, communicates telepathically. So, they have to give her Libium. Which, in book one, I think we forgot to mention that in uh, book one. Yeah. She, like, has an awful allergic reaction to it and, like, almost dies. So, they have to give her that and her heart, like, momentarily stops. This is going to be a pattern, injecting... Creepy thing. It's just the 13 no. year old girl. <laughs> yes. I mean, the like, other thing that happens. The series like, is a lot of times adults dumping their problems on a 13 year old girl. I know. I mean, like, throughout the book, powers, then it's like. doesn't mean she can take it all. Like, technically, she's 14, but we'll get to that in every scene. Um. But yeah, a bunch of drama there. And then she comes back to life and everything's okay. But then, like, the never-seen attacks them, and Sylvanie gets hurt. And then, how does- I have every single book. Let's see how Exile ends. Let's see. 
Oh, oh, the classic. Um, sum it up for us because I'm not getting the Yeah, um, hold on. Sophie sat all in on the cool ground, blah blah blah. Okay, Sophie turned around surprised to see Dex standing with Fitz, Keith, and Bianca, especially didn't see. Especially since he didn't even look annoyed about it. Oh, you figured that out, huh? She'd been hoping it would take them a few days, Keith told us. So this is about, like, her being able to teleport. Um, yeah, I knew the moment you brought us home. Seriously, Foster, when are you going to realize you can't lie to an empath? I think I'm finally figuring that out. Not that it matters. You guys all know my darkest secrets now, don't you? If you mean that you're secretly in love with me, Keith said, plopping down beside her, then yeah, everyone is well aware. Oh. Huh, Keith. Huh, Keith. <laughs> really? <laughs> and if you mean the stuff about your DNA, well, we heard Grady explaining that to Alden. Oh, she didn't have much more to say than that. Except, well, now you know how weird I am. Uh, I've always known about that, Dex said, sitting on her other side. But remember? But remember? Er, but remember, I'm li- I like weird. Me too, Bianca chimed in. Me three, Fitz added, smiling so wide when she met his eyes that her heart fluttered. We could all use a little more weird in our lives. Sophie wasn't so sure she agreed with how crazy everything had been and all the things she saw to figure out. She wouldn't have minded if you got a little, if it got a little more normal for a while. But maybe weird was okay too, especially if her friends were willing to accept it. Whoa, are you crying, Keith asked, as she blushed and tried to smear away her tears. You're supposed to cry when bad things happen, Foster, not good things. I know, I'm sorry, I don't know what's wrong with me. I do, Keith said, taking her hand as Dex grabbed the other, and Fitz and Bianca each squeezed her shoulders. Absolutely nothing. Sophie smiled as she glanced up at the flickering lights in the sky, feeling nothing but calm and happiness as they flashed in her eyes. I hate to say this, Keith, but I think you might be right. And then that's the end. See, that was a good ending. I have a pillow that says we should all use a little more weird in our lives. It's like buried in the back of, on the back of your chair. I know. It needs to be brought out for display a little bit more. Yeah. But, so basically, yeah. that's how Exile ends. So, it's really a good ending to a not very good book. Mm-hmm. So what do we want to talk about with Exile? Um, okay. So, Exile, it's, it's, like a the, it's so hard to say, but that ending is, like, a really good ending. It is. Again, but like she said. Yeah, it's definitely our least favorite. Um, why? I actually don't really know why it's my least favorite, but, like. Yeah, it just isn't the best at yeah. all. Not to say that um, it's, like, awful or anything. No, but it's just not my favorite. Um, I think it's one of my least favorite covers as well. Okay, listen. It's I, just not as pretty as some of them. Like, it's not my least favorite, but it's not, like, my favorite. Okay, I think Exile, Everblaze, and Nightfall have the prettiest covers. Okay, I agree with what. Okay. They're all super aesthetic and just like. They're very aesthetically I love cool. cover. 
I love Everblaze's cover. Um, love other covers, but I like I like Legacy's cover. I don't like Legacy's cover at all. You were the one who just said that. No, I said Exile, Everblaze, and Nightfall. Well, they just said that like a week ago or something. Okay. Well, I don't know. But, I don't know. <laughs> she doesn't none of them know. Are ugly, but. I was gonna say, none of them are ugly. Like, they all are very nicely done. Yeah. But. Yeah, I don't know. We pretty much move on to Everblaze. Yeah, I will say, with, like, Fitz getting mad, we didn't get too deep into that. But it wasn't a good time for Fitz. No. Fitz needed to see a therapist. I think he still needs to see a therapist. Well, he still needs to see a therapist, but then it was really needed. Oh, yes. Like, badly. Definitely. Okay, so you can start with the summary of Everblaze. Okay, Everblaze. Whoa, wait, what was our first point? Uh, well, just start at like the beginning, I guess. Okay, Everblaze opens and. Ugh, I don't remember how Everblaze starts. Let's see. I forget how like all of the books opened. I can tell you how. Maybe flashback opens and never seen. Yeah. Those ones, and of course the first one. Yeah. Um. I think she's like trying to teleport. Yeah, because I think she's going somewhere with Keith. Um. Yeah. So, sorry, this is making us look... This is making us look really bad. We promise we, like, know the books. It's just... Very well, but... Yeah. Oh, they have to, um, teleport with all those different crystals. Oh, yeah, that's right. Okay. So, pretty much, they are given... Sophie keeps finding, like, these crystals that are going to take her to, I think, an old never-seen hideout. Yeah. So obviously the black swan left them for her, but yeah, that's kind of how that happens. Um, so she's on the hunt for her biological parents, right? Yes. And which goes on until legacy. Well, she finds out who her mom is in legacy. Yeah, but you pretty much. The hunt goes on for a while. Yeah, for a long, long while. Anyways, so she's, like, going through stuff, and she comes across, like, she has these visions of Jolie, which is Grady and Edeline's dead daughter. So, technically, Sophie's adopted sister. So, she thinks that Jolie is her mom. Which is really weird, because that would make her adoptive parents her grandparents, biologically. So, like... That's kind of just... Yeah. Like, does any more need to be said about that? Like, how weird it is? No. It was 
yeah, you don't want to wake up one day and figure that out. No. So, yeah. Um, I think it was because of. Did she get Jolie's mirror too? She had. Yeah, that was later on in the book. Okay, well, she gets the mirror in this book, and that kind of makes her think more. It's not. It's not. It's it's not. But it might have yeah. you. It might have the reader thinking she is. I know it did for me, but then after a while, I was like, "Sweetie, what are you doing?" Sweetie, yeah, it didn't seem like it. I mean, she looked a little bit like her, but oh, they definitely look alike. Yeah, but I mean, who Sophie's mom actually is? Okay, like well, this, we already there's a yeah. spoiler warning on this, so she looks a so, lot more orally. like orally. Like Oh my god, Orly is so sweet. Oh no, we love Orly. And <laughs> Kenrick. Okay. So anyway. we just like Kenrick. Okay. So. <laughs> We're getting to that. So. Why did they have to go to the tower again? I completely forget, honestly. Uh, books one through three were a little fuzzy. I promise it never seen will be like. Okay, so this, 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 and this happens. But right now, it's sort of just like, oh, yeah, remember that? <laughs> yeah. So, um, pretty much Kenrick, Orly, Sophie, Fitz, they had to do something that involved telepathy. Sophie and Fitz became cognates by then, right? No. No? That was a never seen. That was never seen? Okay, well, they didn't yet. But they have to do something that involves tele, tele, telepathy. Blah. Words. Because it's bad. <laughs> so, um, they go up into this tower and there's a lot of the council there, I want to say. I think, I think, I believe there is. Um, and they bring, is it who starts the fire? Um, oh, they have to go to Oblivamore. Yes, okay, there and, you go. No, it's Enternalia. That's what and, it is. Yeah, they go to Enternalia. Okay. To do a mind healing on Fintan. Yes. Oh yeah, we left out an important detail in Exile. Sophie can heal minds. Yeah, that's how she healed. But she pretty, they pretty much think that Fintan is going to have some knowledge that they need. Yes. So... You know, they take. Well, they attempt to heal his mind. What? They attempt to heal his mind and it goes horribly wrong. Yeah, it was not a good idea, especially to bring him into a building that's probably highly flammable. Oh, yes. Um, So. Basically, what happened was so, uh, the fire starts. And, well, Everblaze specifically, which is, like, an unstoppable fire, except if you have the right stuff. So, Kenrick, oh, Counselor Kenrick, he's so sweet, I miss him. Um, so, basically, he pushes Orly, Sophie, and Fitz out of the building, and Fintan charges him, and he dies. Or so and we think. background, sorry. We think he dies. 
we're, we're pretty sure. Yeah, unfortunately. And background, Kendrick and Orly, like, like each other, obviously. That, it's not a we think, we know. Um, but they were counselors. So as counselors, you can't get married. That is, like, so stupid. It is really stupid. But you know what? They did some stupid things. The council is just one big... Stupid mess. So, yeah, that happened. Okay, and I that cried. was a really sad part of that book. I cried. Yeah. A lot. So then, obviously, now guess what they need? A new counselor. <laughs> My. So, and... guess who gets elected? Yep, you guessed it. Alina. Domalina. So. I used to say Dame Alina. Yeah. It it sounded like I was saying, dang it, Alina. But anyway, so you may think, okay, she's okay whenever she's Domalina. Counselor Alina is is not nice at all. Never. Uh, hater. Wait, she's awful. And I can say um, hate because it's a fictional character. So yeah. Um, I think do we know at this point? Is it this book we learned, or is it a later earlier book? We learned that um she crashed. She's a wedding crasher too. Um, I forget. Well, no, she was okay. invited to the wedding, but she like. Well, you know what I mean by wedding crasher, yeah. like. Run up to the altar type of wedding crasher. Yeah, she ran up to the altar. Oh, okay. okay, sorry. So we left off at Alina is a wedding crasher. Um, the type that runs up to the altar and is like, no, marry me instead. Yeah. So, and she wanted to marry Alden when he was getting married to Della. Obviously, the wedding still went through. It would have been awful if it had not. Um, yeah, because then we wouldn't have gotten fixed. So, yeah. But... I would be okay without Alvar. <laughs> yeah, we all would be okay without Alvar. But, yeah, um, she's just not nice. And <laughs> That's an understatement. That's an understatement. <laughs> no, she's a terrible person. Um, and, yeah, I feel like... So that means they have to find someone new to be in the head of the school. So... Magnet Lido. Yeah, there you go. They pick him, and it's... Surprise, surprise. Mr. Forkle. I mean, I don't think we found that out yet, though. Well... It's fine. Okay. Anyways, so after that, she keeps getting, like, notes from the Black Swan, and it's just all a mess. And then, after that, um, there, Dex has to make an ability restrictor for her. Because, guess what? Now, there's more bad counselors than there are good counselors. Because so, Kenrick's gone. So now, there's only, what, Tarek and Orly. Yeah, I mean, and at this point, yeah, we Bronte. Really got Bronte on Sophie's yeah. side yet. So we pretty much have a bunch of like old people voting 
Yes, let's put something on a 13-year-old girl that will destroy her life. Yep. Again. Yay. <laughs> you know, the yeah. council is, like, very corrupt. Really corrupt. Yeah, it needed help. It needs help, actually. But... I was gonna say needed. It still it does. It still needs help. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, pretty much, guess who has to make it? Dex. Her adopted cousin, best slash best friend, Dex. I don't know how they're still best friends after that. Uh-uh. I don't know how they're, like, just... Uh, okay, that's a whole other story. But pretty much, yeah, um, he has to make it. He did not know it was for Sophie. I feel like he wouldn't have made it if he knew it was for if Sophie. it was. That is, like, so wrong to pressure teenagers into, like, um, doing this stuff. Yeah, like, they had a teenager make it for another teenager. Oh, my God. For his cousin! I know! So, it wasn't like they didn't know each other. Like, it was her. It, oh, my cousins! Okay. Yeah, that's like me putting, like, purposely debilitating Lily, which I would never do. I'm too nice. Maybe if I was mean, but I'm not. Okay, so, anyway, then Dex eventually does take it off, Sophie. Well, no, we need to go way back. We're still at this age, so when they put it on, she pretends to faint. I think I'll take over, like, telling here because you've been doing it for a while. Yeah, and I've been doing an awful job, so cute. So, they- she pretends to pass out because, like, the pain is so bad that she has to pretend to pass out for it to, like, feel better. And so, basically, um, she- she fake passes out, Elwyn- knows that and he's like oh her vitals look good everything's good it's fine even though it's not but mr or magnate leto is like transmitting into transmitting to her she can hear him but like yeah no one else knows that so basically so the ability restrictor like it worked but it didn't so they go home and she's like all upset and stuff well then this is like my favorite part grady and edeline come into her room and they're like oh sweetie we're so sorry if we had it our way we would wear it for you and i was like oh, oh my goodness um anyways and let me see if i can find the part in the book because it is just so sweet okay Let's see. Anyways, she's like, they're like, you know, you real, we love you. You really remind us of, and they stop themselves, but like, and they're like, of Jolie. And, or she says that. And, you know, I'm just going to stop the recording real quick so I can actually find it. All right. All right, guys. I found it. I'm really excited. Okay. So, they are, like, um, um, no, you made our lives worth living again, Adeline promised. 
you're a strong, beautiful, amazing girl. And there's nothing about this. She traced her finger across the circlet. That will ever change that. You will still be our daughter and we will still love you because of it. Because you remind you of Julie. Remind you of Julie. The words stung her tongue and Sophie wished she could drag them back. Especially when she saw their sun faces. Never mind. I shouldn't have. Uh, yeah, she should have. And it's basically just them saying, like, um, you remind us of her in certain small ways, but only because we love you so, so much. And that, and what we love, and what we love is you. You know that, right? And then Edeline brushes so- a tear off Sophie's cheek. Please, Sophie, you have to believe us. We want you, only you, okay? And that's never going to change. Never. Sophie swallowed a sob, feeling the knots tangle inside her. Loosen as she whispered, you know what I want? What? Grady asked. A mom and a dad? She said the last words as a test, not sure how they feel, but they felt right. So right. Especially when Grady and Edeline whispered, that's what we're here for. No matter what, Edeline added. She pulled them close, needing to do this right. I love you, mom. I love you, dad. We love you, too. They both told her, their voices dissolving into sobs. I love that part so much. There's that really good part. Mm-hmm. And then pretty much after she gets the restrictor off, they pretty much, by the end of the book, they're running away to go join the Black Swan. Yeah, and like, so they go up to Mount Everest and they find out that Keith's mom is, um... Part of the never scene, and she's a cold-blooded murder who's awful. And just Sorry. a little note, so Brant was Jolie's fiancé, um, and... They find out that Brant is actually bad, so Grady goes to his house and burns his hand off. So me, Lily, and Sam, we have this joke, and if any of y'all know the song, I can make your hands clap, say I can make, well, we do the, I can burn your hands off, say I can burn your hands off, yeah, so, yeah, yeah. I think that's basically it. Sorry, this yeah. last part was rushed. It's like almost eight. So. So. Yeah. And it's on a school thanks. night, and I have to wake up at six. Yeah. Well, so, thanks for listening, guys. Yeah, thanks for listening, guys. Sorry if this one was a bit long. Uh, we hope you enjoyed, and yeah, we'll be back soon with Never Seen and Lodestar. All right, bye. Thanks for listening to BFB. Our podcast is available on Anchor, Spotify, and Apple Podcasts. You can leave a review on Apple Podcasts or send in a voice message on Anchor. Thanks!